the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. A person cannot be saved apart from faith in Jesus Christ. Because the blood of Jesus Christ is the only thing that provides forgiveness for our sins. It's the only thing that removes our guilt. It's the only thing that reconciles us to God. And anyone who puts their trust in Jesus Christ will be saved. It doesn't matter who they are. doesn't matter what they used to believe. doesn't matter how long they believed it or anything at all. If you put your faith in Jesus Christ, you will have your sins forgiven and you will be saved. Jesus says that he is the way, the truth, and the life, and that no one comes to the Father except through him. As you listen to today's message from Pastor Dan, he shares with you that there's only one way to be saved. Contrary to what the world shares, not all roads lead to heaven. There is one route there, and it's through faith in Jesus Christ. Pastor Dan explains that only by believing in Jesus and receiving Him as your personal Lord and Savior will you be saved. Put your trust in Jesus today. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Ezekiel chapter 25 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Ezekiel 25 this evening. We're also going to look at a passage of scripture in Matthew chapter 25. If you want to go ahead and find that in your Bible, put a bookmark at Matthew 25 so you can turn there easily when the time comes. Ezekiel 25, Matthew 25. Well, the first 24 chapters of the book of Ezekiel consisted of God warning Judah and Jerusalem of the coming judgment. And tonight we come to a new section in the book of Ezekiel. And if you've been with us for our Ezekiel study, some of you are very glad to find out that we're done with the section dealing with the judgment of Jerusalem and and Judah. But chapter 25 now, the focus will shift uh, from Judah and Jerusalem to the nation surrounding Israel, surrounding the land of Israel. Uh, Ezekiel tells us now that God will use the Babylonian Empire as an instrument of judgment, divine judgment, not just against Judah and Jerusalem, but against the surrounding nations, the neighbors of the land of, of Israel. You know, First Peter chapter four, verse 17 tells us that judgment begins at the house of God, but judgment does not end at the house of God. God will judge. All nations. God will judge all nations. If God judges his own people, he certainly will judge the nations for their sins as well. Uh, The nations that surrounded Israel will be judged. 
Now, those nations that surrounded Israel, they, they didn't know the God of Israel, Yahweh. They didn't worship the God of Israel, Yahweh. They had their own gods that they, they worshipped. Yet, Yahweh will be their judge. And, and understand that the God of the Bible will judge all of mankind, including those who do not know the God of the Bible or worship the God of the Bible or believe in the God of the Bible, those who worship a different God or believe in a different God, and those who don't believe in God at all, they will all be judged by the God of the Bible. God will judge every person. Hebrews chapter 9 says, For it is appointed unto man once to die, and then comes the judgment for every person. God will judge. And the only way that God has provided to escape the judgment is His Son, Jesus Christ. That's the only way of escape, through faith in Jesus Christ and His death and resurrection. You know, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father but through me. Jesus is the only provision that God has given to mankind to be saved. A person cannot be saved apart from faith in Jesus Christ. Because the blood of Jesus Christ is the only thing that provides forgiveness for our sins. It's the only thing that removes our guilt. It's the only thing that reconciles us to God. And anyone who puts their trust in Jesus Christ will be saved. It doesn't matter who they are. doesn't matter what they used to believe. doesn't matter how long they believed it or anything at all. If you put your faith in Jesus Christ, you will have your sins forgiven and you will be saved. And here in this section now that we begin tonight, this section describes the judgment of the surrounding nations beginning here in chapter 25. And this section is going to go all the way to chapter 32. And in these chapters... Seven nations are mentioned and the judgment that would come, that will come upon them. And I have a map for you. You want to bring the map up for us? I know you guys probably can't see the names on this map, but uh, to the right, kind of that mustard yellow (laughs) uh, color. That's That's the nation of Ammon. Just below that, that kind of khaki color, brown color, that's Moab. And then just below that at the bottom of the screen is Edom. Over on the left, the yellow area along the, the coast there, that's, that's Philistia, where the Philistines lived. Up in the top there, the orange, that's Phoenicia. That'll be Tyre and Sidon. Uh, and then all the way down to the bottom left is the land of Egypt. And so these nations, God will describe the judgment that will come upon these nations in chapters 25 to 32. And what we're going to see as we go through these chapters, and this is the important point, this is the takeaway for you that you need to to understand. What we see in these chapters is that God judges these nations for mistreating God's people, the Jews. That's the basis of their judgment as a nation. They are judged for their mistreatment of God's people, the Jews. If you remember in our Sunday morning study in the book of Genesis, God makes a covenant with Abraham, the Abrahamic covenant. Genesis chapter 12, God says, I will bless those who bless you and I will curse those who curse you. God will bless or curse nations based on how they treat the Jewish people. And that that covenant is still in effect today. These nations in these chapters The basis of their judgment is 
how they treated the people of Israel. These seven nations opposed the Jewish people and opposed the nation of Israel. They rejoiced to see Judah's fall. They rejoiced to see the destruction of Jerusalem at the hands of the Babylonians. And for that reason, God will judge them. Now, why is this important for us? Why is this important for us to know? This is an important principle for us that God holds nations responsible for their treatment of the nation of Israel. God holds nations responsible for their treatment of Israel. This judgment in Ezekiel gives us the theological foundation and understanding for God's future judgment. God will judge the nations at the end of the tribulation period, the Bible tells us. And so this section of Ezekiel is kind of like a a prophetic preview of what's to come at the end of the tribulation. Uh, The tribulation, as most of you probably know, is the final seven-year period of human history as we know it. It's a seven-year period when God pours out his wrath on a Christ-rejecting world. And during the tribulation period, a, a a period of time that is also called the time of Jacob's trouble, time of Jacob's trouble in the Bible, During that time, the Gentile nations will oppose and persecute the Jewish people. Revelation chapter 13 verse 7 tells us during the tribulation period, the Antichrist will wage war against God's holy people, the Jews. The battle of Armageddon, which is the last war, the last battle that takes place in history, the final battle, we're told all the armies of the world will attempt to attack Israel. And this event will prompt the return of Jesus Christ to the earth. Battle of Armageddon, this attack on the the people of Israel. This will be the thing that prompts the return of Jesus Christ to the earth, literally, physically returning to the earth to defeat the enemies of God. Revelation chapter 19 verse 15 says, Jesus, when he returns, will strike down the nations. That's why he's coming back. To strike down the nations that come against his people at the battle of Armageddon. And then he will establish his kingdom on the earth and begin his thousand year reign. The millennium will begin with Christ ruling and reigning upon the earth as king of kings and lord of lords. And he will judge the nations, the Bible tells us. And the basis of his judgment at the end of the tribulation period, at the beginning of his kingdom... The basis of his judgment of the nations will be how those nations treated the people of Israel. Just like here in Ezekiel. God's not done with Israel. God's not finished with Israel. The things that we see happening in these chapters with the judgments of of these nations for the way that they treated the people of Israel will be the same basis that Jesus uses at the end of the tribulation period. You know, uh, it was Mark Twain who said that history does not repeat itself, but history does rhyme. And here we see back in the Old Testament times where God judges these nations for their treatment of the nation of Israel. And once again, at the, at the end, God will judge, these, judge the nations of the earth for the way that they treated Israel. I want you to turn with me over to Matthew chapter 25. Matthew chapter 25. And here 
Matthew chapter 25, this is part of uh, the Olivet Discourse where Jesus is explaining the events that will take place uh, leading up to his second coming and his return to the earth. Matthew chapter 25, beginning in verse 31, says, When the Son of Man comes in his glory. So this is talking about the return of Jesus Christ when he comes, when he returns to the earth literally returns to the earth in glory and all the holy angels with him. Then he will sit on the throne of his glory. Now he establishes his throne on the earth in the city of Jerusalem. He will rule and reign from Jerusalem. You're listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City, Maryland. We'll return to the second half of today's message in a moment. But first, here's a word from Pastor Dan. It's my privilege to share the Word of God with you through our radio ministry, Ring of Truth. Thank you for tuning in each day. Hey, I would love to hear from you. Will you take a moment to email me to tell me how these daily studies have ministered to you? I want to hear your story. You can email me through our website at calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. Now let's join him again for the conclusion of today's edition of Ring of Truth. Look at verse 32. And all the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate them one from another as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats, and he will set the sheep on his right hand, the hand of favor, but the goats on the left. Verse 34, then the king will say to those on his right hand, Jesus is the king of kings, and he will say to those on his right hand, Come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison. And you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and take you in or naked and clothe you? Or when did we see you sick or in prison or come to you? And the king will answer and say to them, assuredly, I say to you, and as much as you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. Now, who were the brethren of Jesus Christ? Who were the brothers and sisters of Jesus Christ? The Jewish people. Jesus was a Jew. He's the Jewish Messiah. And you see here that that this judgment is based on how they treated or how they blessed the Jewish people, the brethren of Jesus Christ. Verse 41, then he will also say to those on the left, depart from me, you cursed into the everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me no food. I was thirsty and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger and you did not take me in. Naked and you did not clothe me. Sick and in prison and you did not visit me. Then they also will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not minister to you? And then he will answer them saying, Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. So Jesus 
will judge the nations at the end of the age, at the beginning of his kingdom age. He will judge these nations based on their treatment of his brethren, the Jewish people. And this is why Bible-believing Christians want our nation to have good relations with the nation of Israel. This this is why we, we want to show our support for Israel, for the Jewish people. This is why uh, evangelicals supported the move of the embassy to the city of Jerusalem and the acknowledgement of Jerusalem as the capital uh, of Israel. Because God said he'll bless those who bless Israel, he'll curse those who, will, who curse them, right? That promise in Genesis chapter 12 is still in, in effect. So now going back to, to Ezekiel, we have this judgment that begins now in chapter 25 of the nations, these Gentile nations that surround the land of Israel. The first three nations that are mentioned here in chapter 25 are Ammon, Moab, and Edom. If you remember them from the map, and that's, they're, they're listed here right in order. Ammon, Moab, and then below Moab is, is Edom. Now these three nations were blood relatives to the Jewish people. The Ammonites and the Moabites were related to Israel through Lot, Abraham's nephew. You remember Lot from our Genesis study? Do you see how the Genesis study is so key to understanding the rest of the Bible? Edom is another name for Jacob's twin brother Esau. And we're going to meet Esau later on in our Genesis study on Sunday mornings. So these are all cousins to the Jewish people. And so the, the, the feud that these uh, nations have with the Jewish people, this is a family feud. It's a family feud that's been going on for generations at, at this point. You know, family feuds can be very painful and be very, very hard uh, to, to go through. And, and so here what you have, you have a family feud with, you know, the cousins of Israel coming against them and this contention between these nations uh, the first one we have here are the, are the Ammonites. And the Ammonites, as, as you saw on the map, they live uh, on the east side of the Jordan River in modern-day Jordan. Uh, in fact, the modern city of Amman, Jordan, is named after Ammon uh, here in the Bible. So verse 1 says, The word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, set your face against the Ammonites and prophesy against them. Say to the Ammonites, Hear the word of the Lord God. Thus says the Lord God. Notice, because you said, aha, against my sanctuary when it was profaned and against the land of Israel when it was desolate and against the house of Judah when they went into captivity into Babylon. Indeed, therefore, I will deliver you as a possession to the men of the east And they shall set their encampments among you and make their dwellings among you. They shall eat your fruit and they shall drink your milk. And I will make Rabbah a stable for camels and Ammon a resting place for flocks. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. And notice here that God tells Ammon the specific reason why he was bringing this judgment Upon them in verse 3, he said, Because you said, Aha, against my sanctuary when it was profaned, and against the land of Israel when it was desolate, and against the house of Judah 
when they went into captivity. Remember, the Israel was the northern kingdom. They were carried away into captivity by the Assyrians, 722 B.C., and now here the land of Judah, the kingdom of Judah, was also carried away into captivity, 586 B.C., by the Babylonians. But he, here he says, because the Ammonites rejoiced to see the destruction of the temple in Jerusalem, my sanctuary, and the desolation of the land of Israel and the land of, uh, of Judah. In other words, the Ammonites were happy when the temple was destroyed and the nation fell. They were happy. They rejoiced. You know, 1 Corinthians 13 says, Love does not delight in evil. The Ammonites delighted in evil when it came against the children of Israel. In Proverbs chapter 24, verse 17, it says, Do not rejoice when your enemy falls, and do not let your heart be glad when he stumbles, lest the Lord see it and it displease him. We, we shouldn't rejoice when an enemy or someone that we're, we oppose or have opposing views from, when they, when they fall, we shouldn't rejoice uh, in that. We shouldn't be glad when they stumble. Because it doesn't please the Lord. It's not, it's not godly. Not a godly response. Now, instead of rejoicing and gloating when an enemy falls, Jesus said, love your enemies. Bless those who curse you. Do good to those who hate you. And pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. It's a good reminder in an election year, isn't it? There's so much division and so much strife and hatred in our nation. And, and someone that has opposing views, we, we, we shouldn't have hatred towards them shouldn't despise them. We shouldn't rejoice if their candidate loses. And we should pray for them. should bless them. should love them. We can disagree with them, but we should still do good to them. As followers of Jesus Christ, we should not rejoice to see calamity come upon someone that we don't agree with. I mean, even, even Jesus prayed for His enemies when He was on the cross, asking for their forgiveness. Father, forgive them. They know not what, what they do. Jesus wept over Jerusalem because he knew the destruction that would come upon that city because they rejected him as their Messiah. He knew the city would be destroyed at the hand of the Romans. And he didn't rejoice in that. He didn't celebrate that. He didn't say, well, you're going to get what you deserve. Just you wait. You'll see. Going to come. No, he wept. He was broken hearted for his enemies. In verse 4, God says he will deliver the Ammonites into the hands of the men of the east, referring to the Babylonians. Now, if you remember back in chapter 21, you probably don't, so I'll remind you. Uh, back in chapter 21, verses 18 to 20, we were told that Nebuchadnezzar, when he came into the land with his army, uh, that he sought guidance from his gods through divination as to whether he should attack Jerusalem first or Ammon first. And he decided to attack Jerusalem first. And not Ammon. But he will attack. Or he would attack Ammon. And conquer them also. It says he, he's going to eat their fruit. He's going to drink their milk. He's going to occupy their cities. That are listed there. Rabbah will become a stable for camels. And Ammon a resting place for flocks. Then you shall know. That I am the Lord. You know, the historian Josephus tells us that about five years after conquering Jerusalem, Nebuchadnezzar and his army came back into the region and conquered Ammon and then invaded Moab 
and conquered Moab and then went on over to Egypt and conquered Egypt. He asked me how I know and I say bring truer than the finest crystal. You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan as he teaches verse by verse through the book of Ezekiel. Ezekiel was a prophet of God, and though he was faced with the difficult job of speaking hard truths, he also spoke of great hope. Even though the Israelites were constantly disobeying God, God was still faithful to them and offered a way of restoration. This is what Ezekiel so boldly proclaimed, and this is what God also offers to you. If you'd like to learn more about Ring of Truth, we encourage you to visit our website at calvaryec.com. You'll also find information about the church behind this ministry, Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. We have a heart for spreading the gospel message to all we come in contact with, and all are welcome to come and worship with us at our location in Columbia, Maryland. If you're ever in the area on a Sunday morning, we'd love for you to join us for a time of worship and Bible study. We'll study God's Word together and strengthen each other through prayer and fellowship. Come by and meet Pastor Dan and all of us here at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. For service times and location information, visit calvaryec.com or give us a call at 410-491-4592. Once again, that number is 410-491-4592. That's all we have time for today, but be sure to join Pastor Dan as he shares more from the book of Ezekiel on the next edition of Ring of Truth. It's true.